This podcast is brought to you by Touch a Life. Welcome to the Woman and Money Empowerment Show. My name is Yulin Lee, and I am your host. In these episodes, you will hear my heart-to-heart conversations with women from all walks of life, sharing their wisdom and their journey to success. I hope through these stories, you will find inspirations and affirmation that ordinary people like you and me, we can achieve extraordinary results and live an extraordinary life. Now, let's dive into today's show. Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me today. As we are getting into full swing of this holiday season, today I want to talk about a subject that I believe is probably relevant for a lot of people, and that is how do we manage our money effectively during the holiday season? Now, holidays are a time for a lot of festivities, a lot of gatherings with family and friends, and also there are going to be a lot of lures from uh, companies out there with promotions and holiday sales, and so there's going to be a lot of um, uh, those attractions out there that will um, try to get us to buy and spend money. And and I love shopping too, but I also think that um, as a savvy consumer. That we never lose our ground, no matter what kind of season we're in, and so this is a topic I want to talk about: is that how can we be more intentional? How can we stay savvy as a savvy consumer while enjoying the holidays? Because the last thing that we want to avoid is what I call the financial hangovers, and that is when it's everything's all you know said and done, when the holidays are over. As we start the new year, we are confronted with this staggering amount of credit card debts that we're not able to pay off right away. And so, just really think about it. Right, that is a terrible way to start a new year with just a huge amount of new debt that we've just accumulated over the holidays. So let's break that chain. Let's break that cycle. If this is what you've been doing in the past. And to really shift in our relationship in, you know, with money, and and how we can we do it in a way that we still can enjoy our life, enjoy our holidays, and also just be conscientious about our money. All right. So、um, I'm gonna just kind of dive into the details of some of the steps that I would like to share with you, and hopefully they're helpful to you. The first step is like anything that we do in life, set intentions for yourself. What are the intentions that you have for this holiday? Because sometimes,、uh, you know, we go into a holiday season because we're so busy with life and everything else. Sometimes it may feel like, gosh, how did I, you know, how did I just go through this holiday without even like really paying attention or knowing what what really happened?、Um, and so, I would really like to advocate for us to take a moment. Take a break for yourself. Just like you know, pick a weekend day to just set a thirty minutes for yourself. Whether it's maybe on the walk, or maybe it's just as you take morning coffee. But set some intentions for this holiday of what you want this holiday to look like. How do you want to experience this holiday? And and that involves with you know. What kind of tone do you want to set for this holiday? So, for example, is this a time that you're going to be traveling a lot、uh, to see the world, to enjoy, to have your vacations, or maybe this is a holiday where you like to just chill and kick back? 
Um, or is it a time where you like to do a lot of、um, family gatherings or, or maybe with friends? Whatever that may be, set a clear intention for yourself so that you don't end up feeling like being dragged around by things. Um, around you, right? So you, so instead of letting things happen to you, how about we set an intention to specifically commit and、uh, do those things that we really want to do? And and if this is a holiday where you just want to chill and be quiet, set that clear intention too, so that you can feel better about、um, you know maybe saying no to some of the invitations or saying no to some of the. Um, promotions that we see out there, you know, on the internet,、um, everywhere we go, right? So, again, start with setting intentions so that you are very clear about what kind of experience you want to have for this holiday. Okay, so that's number one. Number two, as a money coach, I always, you know, advise people to have a spending plan、uh, in terms of. How much money are you really going to spend on this holiday?、Um, I don't know how many people actually do that ahead of,、uh, you know, before going into the the shopping frenzy.、Um, so if you are already doing it, great, keep doing that. But if you haven't had this kind of habits, then I would highly encourage you to try that this year. So the way to do this is the first step is to take an inventory of your total assets. This is something that is so important for us to do on a regular basis, and I believe this is also something that's often missed for a lot of people.、Uh, which means that we happen to be live in a way where we kind of know where our assets, where our money is, and they may be kind of in different places. But because we don't have a habit of taking kind of a comprehensive look at our finances on a regular basis. Oftentimes, we end up making financial decisions kind of in isolation, not in the context of our entire financial situation. So, this is one of the habits that I would like to encourage everyone to get into. And again, we do this practice with everything that we do, right? So, including holiday shopping. So, if you don't have a habit of regularly checking your total assets, then I encourage you to take this opportunity to do that for yourself first. And then, based on how much total assets you have, then you can determine what is the disposable amount that's available for me to spend on holiday shopping. And then you 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 come up with a number. So just remember, there's no right or wrong number or answer. It is what is right for you based on your circumstances. So that's why I never give a number just out of random because. You know, for somebody it may be five hundred dollars, may for some people maybe two thousand dollars or five thousand dollars. You know, whatever that may be, but make sure you set a number that is also within the context of your entire assets, your entire savings, and also the available disposable income. Because sometimes we may have somebody who have a lot of assets、um, on paper, as in their net worth. But it doesn't necessarily mean that they have a lot of cash around, and so if you're someone who don't have a lot of cash around, that you're not able to pay off the credit card balances next month, then still you may not be wanting to spend a lot of money at this point, even if you on paper are worth a lot, right? And so this is the 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 habit of knowing how to make those 
distinctions between the different types of assets that you have. So there are investment assets as in your net worth, and then there's also available disposable income or disposable savings that you can tap into for holiday shopping. So make sure you make that clear distinction for yourself and then come up with a number that you'll feel comfortable with. Okay. And then when you set this number in the context of also the intentions that you have set, you also may need to have conversations with your family members because for some families, you may have a tradition where you, every holiday, where you just buy gifts for everyone. And if that is a tradition, that is probably what other, you know, other member of your family is probably expecting from you. And if, if you find that this is going to be a difficult thing for you to do this year, then maybe it is time to have a really conducive conversation with your families about how to keep the traditions without necessarily having to buy a material thing. And that may be also something that you want to think about too, right? Is rather than spending money buying a present, is it something that you could do with, you know, maybe it's a homemade stuff, right? Uh, that doesn't cost a lot of money. Because personally, I do remember back a long time ago, you know, back when uh, our family are still buying gifts for everyone, and I remember there were a few years where literally a few days before the you know Christmas day, where I was walking around the mall, just trying to find something for, you know, people in my family. And it got to a point where, because I have already bought them different gifts in the past years, I was literally running out of ideas to what to get them. And, you know, and I, I was literally there to spend money for the sake of spending money. And eventually I got so sick and tired of it. And, and we did end up changing our family tradition about, you know, um, give exchange. So this is also something that I, you know, I like to encourage everyone to do is to really think about uh, when you spend a money on something to buy something that it is meaningful and it, you're not doing it just for the sake of buying something because you feel like you need to. And, and if you are really in that position that I encourage you to, um, have maybe conversations with the families and or just changing the way in how you may be doing the gifting. Maybe it's something that you would buy. Maybe it's an experience or maybe an exchange of something. Again, think outside the box, but try to avoid buying for the sake of buying. Okay, so that's just some tips on how you would create this spending plan for the holiday. And then along with that, you may also want to just make a list of the people that you want to buy the gifts for, right? So you would set the amount um, and then also just make a list of who are the family members that you're going to be buying gifts for. And then also make a list for it. Maybe their friends that you also want to buy gifts for. Have a list in front of you and then put down the uh, approximate amount. Again, when you see everything in one place, it gives you a different perspective than if you're just buying pieces here and there and like it doesn't feel like a lot in the moment of purchase but cumulatively it could end up being a large amount of money right so again we what we want to create is a habit of always have this awareness and um so that's the the tips on how to create the spending plan for the holidays now the next point i want to talk about is understanding payment options so if you're in the us uh oftentimes you know most people pay with credit cards but you know you can always pay with cash 
if you are someone who really have a challenge in managing your habits of spending with credit cards, then I encourage you to, you know, go to the bank, withdraw, you know, $500 or whatever amount you come up with for the holiday shopping and use cash to buy them. Okay, just so that you don't, you know, it's just one way to manage yourself if you really have a hard time managing credit card spending. But if if you're fine in this area, then yes, you know, a lot of online shopping, you need to pay with credit card or, you know, even I think with online shopping, you can probably do like a, a debit card that's out of your account so that you actually um, still have a limit of how much you can spend. So in terms of payment options, there's cash, there's credit cards, and then there's also this these new things called buy now, pay later that I'm seeing more and more with merchant, uh, merchants offerings. And so that's another way to kind of pay it over time. But I just want to caution you again, kind of like in the same same thing with credit card is that if you really don't have the money to buy this present right now, don't fall for the buy now, pay later. It's the same thing as credit card in that you're going to start with the new year with a bunch of debt that you really can't afford with your current income, right? So you're just kind of accumulating it. So I would say only use this as another alternative to credit card. If you if you already have the money and, and you do this just simply as a way to play the game against the banks, right? Because usually it, the banks are the one who, you know, use our money to go make money themselves. In this case, we're playing the same game with them in that knowing that I have the money in my bank account, I might as well keep it for, you know, earning a little interest that I can, and then I'll just pay it out in, in installment uh, interest-free, right? Always only do this if it's interest-free. If there's a charge for this, then please don't do this. But there's another thing that you may want to uh, be aware in terms of the difference between credit card and buy now, pay later options. When you pay back credit card, at least in the US market, what it does is it helps you with building your credit history as long as you have um, a good payment history. So every month, as long as you pay the minimum payment or paying the off, um, then the, using credit card is a way to help you build your credit history, right? Uh, and this again this is really just more relevant for the us market but when you use buy now pay later you don't necessarily accumulate those payment history as a way to boost your credit score so if you're someone who don't currently have um a good credit score and you're trying to build it up then use the buy now pay later doesn't necessarily help you in building your credit you know your payment history but if you're someone who already have a good credit history or credit score then this is a non-issue for you because you already have that and you don't necessarily need that to help you boost your credit okay so i just want to make sure you understand the differences between these two payment options now i also want to talk about the myth of deservability and maybe that's a word, I don't know, I just made it up. This is a very, it's a big thing that I hear a lot from many people. And that is when they're doing a purchase of some sort, they would get into this self-talk about, well, I deserve it, right? And I, I, I wanted to call it out because I think that's also a marketing kind of a trick that people, it's almost like a guilt trip that the marketers do on you, that they tell you, well, well, you deserve this. You should buy this because you deserve it. And I wanna say, please don't fall into this trap. I absolutely believe that every one of us deserve 
everything that we want in life, period. And so if you truly believe that, like as the basis, then whether I believe it or not, whether I deserve it or not at the moment of purchase, that shouldn't even come up. Like you shouldn't even have to justify this and ask yourself to say, I deserve it, right? I should buy it or, you know, fall for this sales gimmick. Yeah, you deserve it. It looks good on you. You should buy it. Uh, please don't fall for those. Again, if you truly believe that you deserve it, that question shouldn't even come up. Of course, you deserve everything you want. So the real question is, is this the right purchase at this time? It's as simple as that. Okay, so I really want to break that myth, uh, you know, to, you know, because I, I hear a lot and it, and it really bothers me, especially when I hear people uh, who's trying to sell you products and services where they tell you, well, you deserve it. Because I, I think it's, 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 it's a real trap. You know, it's, it's a real psychological, emotional trap that they, uh, that they put on us. And we, again, as a savvy consumer, we need to learn not to fall for that, to know deep down inside, of course, I deserve everything I want. So whether you should make that purchase or not is not a question of whether I deserve it or not. It's a question of, is this the right purchase at the right time and with the right amount within the right context? Okay, so I hope that gives you some reminder of how to kind of manage our emotions at the time when we you know, make purchases. All right. Okay. So moving on to the next point I want to talk about is um, now finally creating that shopping list. I already mentioned, make a list, make a list of all the people you want to buy the gifts for so that when you go shopping, whether it's online or in the store, you don't end up getting distracted, seeing something that's really nice. And you say, oh, well, maybe I can also get this for someone else or for myself. Now include yourself on the list. But then also just be very clear about what you want for the holiday so that you don't end up making random purchases, you know, as part of that shopping experience, which, you know, we're all probably guilty of. And, you know, I've done it many times myself as well. So by having a list, it's just a tool to help us stay focused and don't stray too far. OK, so by ha having a list and hopefully it's a list of the names and the things that you would want to buy for them so that way when you're shopping, you're actually very focused. And so you're really you're less likely to get distracted and lured away into something else. The next point is shop around as a savvy consumer. Right. And so if you've done the homework for yourself in terms of setting the intention, setting the spending amount for this holiday and then with the list, then now you you want to shop around like where are the good deals? holiday you know the year and holidays is a great time for shopping and lots of sales so definitely shop around you know there's the black friday there's the cyber monday but i also just find even after those uh, there's sales you know all over and oftentimes continue well into the you know right after the new year so maybe for things like for yourself you can wait until after the christmas sale Right. Versus, you know, making that distinction, right. Versus the gifts that you buy for other people, obviously you need to do before the holidays. So just keep that in mind in terms of the timing, you know, shop around, you know, look around where you might find the best deals for the things that you're looking for, but also just 
be aware of the timing um, that maybe, you know, for your own things or maybe for your family or maybe for the household, uh, you may need to get something for the household if you need to uh, replace a fridge or a dryer, you know, things like that. Um, also look for um, both Black Friday and Cyber Monday, but also like after holiday sales, because sometimes uh, those can be pretty substantial as well. All right. So timing is also important. Um, and to keep in mind as being a savvy consumer. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is if this is the first time you hear this strategy and, and this practice, I encourage you to you know really implement it on your own. But going forward, once you've done it once, what I would like to encourage you to do is at the end, you know, maybe in the new year, you tally up and say, okay, uh, was I on, on track? Did I um, go over or maybe I was under? Whatever the final amount you end up spending for the holiday, now you have a reference point. I encourage you to include this amount in your next year's financial planning or, or financial uh, next year's spending, you know, the budget plan. So let's say, for example, you ended up spending $2,400 uh, total in your holiday shopping. And I just make that number just to make the math easier. So then what you would do is for next year's budget or your spending plan, you would add $200 uh, a line item to your to your monthly budget. That way, by the time you get to next November and December, you will already have this money saved up set aside. And that, uh, you know, it, it may be going to be a little bit different, but you already have a good chunk there uh, that's set aside so you don't have to scramble anymore. So again, what I really want to cultivate, help cultivate is getting to this habit and, and practice so that it's never a struggle, you know, to to, to, to be spending money because you already kind of accounted for them. All right. So I hope this was helpful. And as always, I love feedback. I love questions. So if you have any feedback or questions, please reach out to me. I am on Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on social media, like Instagram as well. So reach out to me. Uh, I would be happy to have this conversation, to extend this conversation about how to be a savvy consumer. And ultimately, that will lead us to a, a savvy wealth builder as well. All right. Until then, I hope you enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you for tuning in to the Women and Money Empowerment Show. If you ever have doubt for a moment about yourself, your capability, or your worthiness, please remember to keep coming back to these stories and lean in. Draw the wisdom and strength from these incredible women and know that you also have what it takes to live a fulfilling life. Until next time, have a fabulous day. You have just listened to Tall Radio Podcast. For more podcasts, visit www.touchalife.org.